0: Whether you are chalishing for halas or wanting to brie or fine dine, this is and Fresen with Adrian Bugatti. It's all about the food. Good morning and welcome to the and Fresen show. And of course, I'm Adrian Bugatti. So it's the beginning, well, middle of January already. And I just thought I would do a little bit on stretching our budget because the truth is that our salaries now had to last six weeks instead of the normal four and it can be quite uh, stressful and things are getting a bit tighter now as we head towards the last 10 days and so it's an important you know aspect of well my monthly life is how far can I stretch my food budget so I thought I would focus on how meal planning helps me reduce my food bills share one of my favorite recipes and obviously um, a few ingredients that I always keep in my cupboard. So you can find the recipe that I'm going to share on the Chai FM website after this show. Now, if you've got any budget ideas or budget-friendly recipes, favorite recipes or ingredients that you cannot live without, please let us know. You can send an SMS to 34519. SMSs are charged at 1,50. You can also send a telegram to 0618951019 or email us at info at highfm.com. So, let's start with my favorite ingredient. And it's not a popular one, I think because, well, it reminds people that we haven't got any money. And it's sort of associated with poor people, I suppose. And the British that's the other people that's associated so my favorite is baked beans now beans of any sort are like an absolute must in my cupboard because they definitely help with the budget now the good thing is that baked beans don't only come in this boring old tomato sauce you can now get it in a curry sauce and all sorts of other flavors your black beans come in a Mexican flavor there's just so much variety now And it's an important thing to have. And it adds flavor to your food. And in my cupboard, so it's not only the baked beans in my cupboard, it's not only the canned beans, it's the dried beans as well, the legumes. All of those things play an important role in my food, reducing my food bill and keeping me on budget and keeping us all healthy. Adding something like a can of beans to your normal meal can actually bulk it up and make it more so I would add beans to my mints obviously I mashed them up when the kids were little so that they couldn't see that there were beans in it and it makes the meal way more filling and lowers the GI now the importance of having low GI food is that it keeps you full for longer And with children and teenagers, this is obviously what you need because they seem to be always hungry. Mashing up beans means nobody knows that you added them to your meal and whatever flavor beans you chose, that sauce is going to make your meal just that more flavorful. Even if you're pouring off the sauce and you're just using the beans, beans have been sitting in that gravy and that sauce for a couple of weeks, months, however long the can has been there and so it's infused into the beans so you'll still get that beautiful flavor now i don't only use my beans for mince or baked beans on toes you can actually use it for soups and stews so while i was looking for stuff to talk about today with you guys i came across something that is it's called 15 things you can do with a can of beans so the first one is. A chicken tostada. Now, tostadas are toasted tortillas, but coming month end, I just use toast. So once again, it is a kind of baked beans on toast, but it is used leftover chicken, which is great, that you've torn into pieces. You've mixed some onion and some chilli and some baked beans and put that all together on a slice of toast. Then obviously baked bean chili served with grated cheese and fruit salad. So you're going to get your baked beans. If you get your plain ones in tomato sauce, just then add some chili and some onion, heat it up, uh, put it in the dish, sprinkle it with some nice cheese so that it melts and serve with a fresh salad. Really filling for a lunch and we'll keep them going for a while. Then sweet and sour beans. Now this uses cans of mixed beans, so you can either buy all the, if it's a big family, all the different beans individually, or you can buy the cans of mixed beans, or I think they call it three bean mix or something like that. And you then add sugar, brown sugar specifically, and vinegar, and with the tomato sauce of the beans, you get a sweet and sour baked bean. The next one was baked bean cassoulet or bean casserole. Now, cassoulet is just a casserole, but this casserole uses leftover, whether it's leftover, so it's leftover chicken, some sausages cut up, some old bread rolls or challah broken up into pieces, even better is if you have old croissants, and then add chopped tomatoes and, of course, your beans, mix it up in your pot, Heat it up, and there is your meal. And who doesn't know the four bean salad? Now, you can now buy the three beans in a can, and then all you have to add is a can of dried um, green beans into the mix with a nice dressing, whether it is a herb dressing or a Greek dressing or just lemon and vinegar, lemon vinegar and some olive oil and some mixed herbs you're going to get a beautiful salad. I'm Adrian Bugatti, and this is the Essen Fressen Show. Whether you are chalishing for chalas or wanting to bry or fine dine, this is Essen Fresen with Adrian Bugatti. It's all about the food. I'm Adrian Bugatti, and we're talking about things that are going to save you money on your grocery bills and just help it stretch a little bit longer for this month of January. So we're talking about things that you can do with cans of beans. The next thing I found was something called ranchero. Now ranchero uses nacho chips, but what I often do is instead of buying the expensive nacho chips, I buy the large wraps. I put a little bit of oil on and I season them with some herbs or, you know, whatever nice spices that you like, a mixed spice. I put it in the oven a little bit, turn it into crisps, and then you've got your chips. So before putting it in the oven, obviously, I cut them up. I use a pizza slicer, and I cut them into little triangles, and they make amazing nachos. So those are great for dips and things. And so you've got nachos or your cut-up tortillas that have been toasted, baked beans, mince, and canned corn. And those are beautiful to mix together. And you just use the tortilla or the corn chip to eat it with. Beef stew. I mean, everybody knows beef stew. But to change your beef stew just slightly, add a little bit of chili, add your baked beans, and you've got it. You just have your potatoes, carrots, onion, beans, chilies, beef. Perfect. Then there's a slight version on this, and I like this version. I am going to be trying it. I haven't yet. Is pineapple stew. So they want mince meat, pineapple ch- chunks, so the canned pineapple chunks, the baked beans, and they've asked for canned mushrooms. Now, I don't buy canned mushrooms at the best of times, and I believe there is an issue with finding uh kosher canned mushrooms. So just use your fresh mushrooms. Um, button mushrooms portobello brown mushrooms any of those will come out beautifully next one came a tortilla stack now the tortilla stack is basically a lasagna made with meat and beans and tortillas instead of lasagna sheets so you're obviously going to layer those until they're a nice big juicy stack and then slice and serve the next recipe i found or next thing i idea for baked beans on is a spicy bean bake they want baked beans barbecue sauce crispy macon onions molasses and cra- canned crushed pineapple so you mix those all together the crispy macon you're going to crumble on top to just give it some crunch and some texture otherwise it just probably just mush pulled beef nachos perfect for leftover shabbos roast or any other slow cooked meat, you just add, you pull apart your meat, you add some beans, a nice spice blend, a couple of mixed bell peppers, chopped up fin- finely, and lettuce, tomato, and onion as a salad. Perfect to eat for a Sunday lunch. Obviously, simple baked beans. There's there's nothing so simple with baked beans. To me, simple baked beans means beans on toast. But what they've done here is they've chopped up some onion and garlic, used some maple syrup to give it a beautiful flavoring, and some baked beans. And they just mix that all together, and you can have it hot or cold. Beans with sausages mixed is mixed beans, spicy sausages cut up into pieces, some onion, some jalapeno pepper chopped up, some barbecue sauce, some steak spice, and some mustard. And that is also, these are, what I like about these is most of these are just a one pot dish. So you just chop everything up together and give it a stir and you've got your meal. Then hot dog pie. Never heard of it, but it sounds amazing. Um, well, for kids anyway. There is mince meat, hot dogs, baked beans, tomato sauce, brown sugar, pie crust. And if you're a little adventurous, some par of cheese on the top. So that's an important thing to be using. And believe it or not, I have made chocolate truffles using black beans. So I have shared that recipe before, and you should be able to find it on High FM's website. So now, besides the fact that beans are going to help you bulk up your meals, they also have so many health benefits, especially for diabetics. And they're definitely needed in a vegan or plant-based diet. And this is because of the amount of protein that these give off. So when I'm looking for healthy benefits and stuff, I go onto healthline.com because I don't want to just make up stuff. And here are some of the benefits that they talk about for cans of beans. We have baked beans providing fiber, which is important for your gut health, and protein. They are also a good source of Vitamins, thiamine, zinc, and selenium, which keep you healthy and help fighting—you know—boost up your immune system, fighting any kinds of colds and flu. They help your thyroid health as well. And due to the nutrition content and association with reduced chronic disease risk, the U.S. Dietary Guidelines actually tell us to have one and a half cups of legumes per week in an average 2,000-calorie-a-day diet. Now, it sounds like a lot, one and a half grams, but they're not just saying baked beans. They're saying any kind of legumes. Beans and peas are included in both. So whatever kind of bean, it's a good idea maybe to have some at every meal or every dinner at least. And then one study found that 57% of adolescents, that's the age between 10 and teen, obviously, so about 13, 14, uh, liked baked beans, while less than 20% liked lentil soup or salad made with beans. So if you want to get them something healthy, baked beans are a good one. So something our preteens and our parents agree on, healthy food. Also, since it's so easy to open a can, the kids can also agree that there really is actually food in your house Um, i don't know how many times i had to listen to there's nothing to eat what they really mean is there's nothing ready to eat now baked beans are very high in fiber so like as i said before gut health then they did a study and they said adults with high cholesterol who ate about a half a cup of baked beans daily for two months saw a 5.6 decrease in the total cholesterol compared to when they didn't eat any beans. And then in another study, men with borderline high cholesterol ate five cups of baked beans weekly for a month. So it's basically a cup every day or just under a cup every day. And they experienced between 11.5% and 18% decrease in total and LDL, that's the bad cholesterol, respectively. So baked beans are good. Um, I don't know that I'd be able to eat quite so many beans. The downside with baked beans is that they do concentrate in sugar. And the store variety also contain preservatives. So when you're buying your cans, please check the contents. Because often the cheaper uh, beans will have more sugar in them. Uh, so it's it's kind of worth your while having a look at your can and deciding on which one you're going to go with. Very important. Once again, a reminder that if you've got any things that you would like to share with us, recipes, budget cooking ideas or ingredients that you absolutely love to use or ones that you would like to know how to use, you can send an SMS to 34519. SMSs are charged at 1.50 Rand. You can also send a telegram to 061-895-1019 or email us on info at highfm.com. Whether you are chalishing for halas or wanting to braai or fine dine, this is Essend Fressen with Adrian Bagatti. It's all about the food. So time to share one of my very best budget beater recipes and that is my meat recipe. There are lots of variations for this, so it really works well. It serves on average four to five people, but if you're going to add your beans and your um, oat bran, it's going to go up to six to eight people. So the ingredients are 15 moles of cooking oil, 500 grams of lean beef mince. Um, with this one as well, if you're going to add the beans, you can actually reduce the amount of mince you're going to use if you still want to only serve four people, you can drop it down to 300 grams. If you are using five grams, or uh, 500 grams of mince, then adding the beans will definitely help, um, make it up to around about 750 grams to a kilo a worth of mince. So it feeds a big family. You, one diced onion, two cloves of garlic, finely diced or crushed, a half a teaspoon of di- dried oregano, half a teaspoon of dried parsley, a half a teaspoon of dried sweet basil, one can of chopped tomatoes, and a half a cup of water or stock, some salt and pepper to taste. Now, the canned tomatoes, you can buy the chopped Italian-style tomatoes, and those have your oregano, parsley, and sweet basil in them already. Not in big quantities, but it's in there, and that can save you as well. And I do use dried um herbs because they do work out cheaper than using fresh herbs. However, you do lose some of the taste. To me, fresh herbs in a meal just adds a different flavor. Now, how do we make this? Well, easy. Uh, remember, I don't do any recipes that are going to be complicated or take too long. So you're going to lightly fry your onions and gar- garlic until they're glassy usually between five to eight minutes. Remove them from the oil and set them aside. In a mixing bowl, you're going to mix all the ingredients together, including your onion and garlic. Then you're going to put the beef mixture that you've just made back into the same pan that you did your onions in, and you're going to cook it over a medium to high heat until it's done. Once again, 10 to 15 minutes, depending on whether you're on a gas or an electric hob, And even longer if there's load shedding. So you can serve this with any type of pasta. It's also good on mashed potatoes and rice. So variations to make it a little different is that I will sometimes add a half a cup of peach chutney. You can make a curry flavored mince by adding one to two teaspoons of garam masala into the onions when you're frying. And it's a mild curry, so you can adjust the strength of your curry by adding some chilies and some garam masala or if you're going to add the beans you can always add the curried beans they are quite spicy so it is a good idea if you don't like too much spice to drain off the liquid and just use the beans without it you can also substitute the onions with two baby marrows or courgettes finely grated and this is best when you're giving it to like little children who are just starting to eat meat and things like that. Onion is quite a strong flavor, so the baby marrow gives it that nice flavor. And it's a way to get them to get, have vegetables. Uh, when my children were younger, I would finally grate a quarter cup of carrots and a quarter cup of zucchini into the meat mince and cook it up And it would add vegetables and the children wouldn't really notice. Now, if your kids are going to be a problem with suddenly seeing bright orange in their mints, use even less than a quarter of a cup and just bulk it up with other vegetables that they can't see. Now, here's where you want to make it stretch even more. And besides adding your can of mashed up beans into the mixture, also add a half a cup of oat bran. And this will take it from serving four people to about six people. But it is also a good source of fiber and makes the meal into a healthy option for diabetics as it lowers the GI of the meal and keeps everybody full for longer. Now, the second thing that I always have in my fridge or cupboard is garlic. So it's on a shelf rather than in a cupboard. Whole cloves of garlic or bottled crushed garlic or garlic, powder however you use it garlic is an essential in my home Um, i do particularly like the fresh garlic or the minced garlic in an oil that you can keep in the fridge and just use there are so many benefits to garlic it is an amazing antioxidant and it helps fight and prevent flu and other viruses so i found in a large study that Um, off the internet, a couple of them actually, that daily garlic supplements reduce the number of colds by 63% compared to when taking a placebo. Now these people were taking garlic capsules, which you can get. You can buy odorless garlic, especially if you don't like the taste of garlic. So I did find in my house that when I started using garlic in all my cooking We did get a lot less colds. And even now, um, I see it if I stop using garlic for whatever reason it is, everybody suddenly gets sick. The other thing they found in the study was the average length of the cold symptoms. This was reduced by 70%. So it went from five days in the placebo group to just one and a half days in the group that was using the garlic. And then another study found that a high dose of garlic um, extract, actually, not just the real garlic, so 2.56 grams per day, reduced the number of days sick with your cold or flu. So two findings, two different studies finding the same thing, that if you're taking garlic and you do get a cold or flu, you are better much quicker. Then I like to sometimes smash garlic and spread it on some toast. You can also place whole cloves of garlic into a lamb shoulder by just scoring it and poking it into some holes with some sprigs of rosemary. You can also take a clove of garlic, if you peel it, slice it in half and rub it over your piece of meat, whatever, steak or your roast or whatever it is, and it'll give it the flavor that way. So it gets the flavor without having that overpowering garlic. But if you would like to flavor your meat using garlic salt that works just as well it won't have the same health benefits as it is freeze dried and does lose some of it and they do say that the best benefits from garlic is in the first 30 minutes of chopping up your garlic so that's the best time to use it so chop it up use it immediately or preserve it in some oil so you can make your own garlic oil You just peel two or three cloves of garlic, put it in some olive oil or even just cooking oil and keep it in the fridge for a couple of days and it's going to last for a long time. Once again, a reminder that if you would like to share budget ideas, your favorite recipes or an ingredient that you'd like us to talk about, whether you want to know how to use it or it's your favorite ingredient, please send an SMS to 34519 and SMSs are charged at 1.50. You can also send a telegram to 061-895-1019 uh, or email us at info at highfm.com. So now that we've talked about my two favorite ingredients and how to use them, it's time to talk about how I plan my menus to reduce my food bills. Now, obviously for me, my first step is going to find out everybody's ever-changing likes and dislikes. But thankfully, as my children have gone gotten older and have now reached adulthood, uh, their tastes are more or less stabilized, and I don't need to do this as often as I used to. So when they were younger, I would do the likes and dislikes check about every three months because we all know that one day the children will eat this, and the next day they will not touch it again. So for me, I'm going to do it now when everybody is home. And then I will probably only do it again in June or July when the seasons change. And obviously, my meals are going to change. How do I plan my meals? When I plan my meals for each week, I start with a template. Now, my template is not any scientific template. It kind of was decided by whatever makes my life easier. Uh I took some trains to do it as well because I needed topics to talk about the first time I was doing it a couple of years ago on the show. So that's how I came up with the template. It does change a little. It changes according to specials that are on, the freshness of the ingredients, and obviously my mood. So here it is. I started off with Meat Free Mondays. Okay? And I've progressed since then. We are now vegan on Monday. And the only reason is so that I can challenge myself to feed a family of big meat eaters, vegan food that they don't mind eating. And my biggest success, which I've also shared previously on the show, so the recipe should be somewhere on the website, is my black bean burger. It was so good that the meat eaters didn't actually know it wasn't meat until after dinner when I told them. Uh, Kind of when one of them realized we'd been eating off dairy plates. Um, and we have had burgers, got a little confusing. Then Tuesdays are my mince nice. Um, and that started off with my kids doing this taco Tuesday thing. So tacos use mince. So I turned it into mince. Meat. Now we don't use the same recipes all the time, um, but I do cycle through about 15 different mince recipes. And occasionally we even do tacos. So that's a, a, something to think about then Wednesday is supposed to be fish night. The problem is that most of my family don't like fish, um, and the two that do actually prefer salmon and tuna steaks, which are not in my budget. So I do occasionally make a tuna dish, canned tuna, um, and then that one person either I'll make start making the dinner, and before I put the tuna in, I'll take out the other ingredients put it aside for the one person who won't eat any fish whatsoever and then carry on making the rest and that works really well for me um the other option is they get to make themselves a sweet corn on toast baked beans on toast whatever they want I am not a restaurant and therefore do not make more than one meal per sitting so it's up to them What I usually do on a Wednesday is actually make Wednesdays my vegetarian day. So Wednesdays are usually a pasta with a sauce. Um, And then what you can do when I'm feeling especially lazy, it is either macaroni or spaghetti. I open a bottle of canned pasta sauce if I haven't got any in the freezer. And those who want tuna can add for themselves. Those who want cheese on it can do the same. They will grate their cheese onto it. Then Thursday and Friday nights, I alternate between chicken and red meat. This allows me to make recipes that don't do well standing for long periods of time in the warmer for Shabbos. So they're going to dry out or they're going to be overcooked if I stick them in the warmer. So I get to choose. And then on the Friday, the meat or chicken is done in a gravy that is going to keep them soft and moist for Shabbos supper. I leave the weekends for leftovers, hot dogs, or budget depending, takeout. We rarely eat out because it comes very expensive with a large family. So takeout actually costs a little bit less. The reason I say this is when you're ordering takeout, you're only ordering, let's say a pizza. We get two giant pizzas and then I have a two litre cold drink if we want. And that's what we have. When you're going to a restaurant, what happens is everybody will order their own individual pizza and then their own cold drink. And you land up spending like three to four times as much as you would. And you know what? It's still a treat, even if it's takeout and not uh, a restaurant. So that's an important thing. So when um, plotting my meals on the menu planner, I go with what I know first. So that's usually Tuesday. But don't be afraid to make your family favorite often. So you can, if you know that every single person in the house eats cottage pie, make it every two weeks. It's not a problem. If you know they like burgers, well, burgers in my house could go once a week. Everybody would be happy except me. Um, So it's important to know what your family likes. And that way you're getting everybody to eat. And when you do that family plan of what, who likes what, you're often able to do things like deconstructed meal. So here's what happens is one, like I do with my pasta, one likes tuna, one doesn't. Some like cheese, some don't. Some like tomato sauce, some don't. Some like just plain butter or margarine. Some like some oil on their pasta. So what we do is I make the pasta I open my cans of tuna, I grate my cheese, and I put the oils out, and I just put them on the counter you I dish up the pasta for everybody wants it, and they get to add their own or tell me when they were younger they would tell me what they wanted on theirs and everybody gets everybody's happy, so I will have my pasta with some olive oil and a little bit of garlic uh My husband and my son will probably put the tomato sauce. The tuna and the cheese. My other daughter would probably put a little bit of margarine and or butter and some cheese, and one will then use the tomato sauce only. So everybody is different. Um, My other two, my older one who is who's now out of out, she would also do the tomato sauce, tuna and cheese, or sometimes just tomato sauce and cheese. So that's why I'm saying don't be afraid to experiment, to use the knowledge that they've given you of what they like and don't like to make your life easier. That's the whole point of it. Wednesday night, obviously, is also quite easy because those are regular recipes you make over and again, over again. Things like macaroni and cheese. Um, that is by far a biggest favorite. And lasagnas. So we can have a lasagna and a macaroni and cheese every second week. And it's a nice way to alternate. And you can alternate what you're putting in your lasagna. It can be a vegetable lasagna. It can be a tuna lasagna. Whichever one you like to make. Or you can use the vegan mince and make it into a normal lasagna, so to speak. Then uh Thursday and Friday, I plan those meals because... The Friday night would be soup, my vegetable of choice, and the meat I've chosen, whether it's chicken or red meat. And Thursday, it's a nice time to do a grilled chicken where you want your nice crispy skin and to serve it with chips. So that, that's a great thing to do. And then Mondays is my most challenging day, and that is because out of my choice, is because my vegan day. And coming up with vegan ideas where you get, Ma please, no tofu or no eggplant, those kind of things. Although I have been able to make some eggplant a few times where they actually quite liked it. So those who don't like eggplant will eat something like a ratatouille. So, you know, we'll win. And remember, there are two ways to decide your recipe choice for your plan either by checking what you have in your pantry or by how much time you're going to have a, to cook it each night of the week. Uh, that is the beginning of my meal planning journey. And, you know, also using who likes what. And if you can get your family involved, finding out who likes to cook or who is prepared to cook for that that week. So that's a, that's a good thing. Okay, and then um, you don't have to plan Monday to Monday. You can plan from Wednesday, which is when a lot of specials come out. And to the people who are getting their food from another source, the boxes usually come out either on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, or I think a Monday or a Tuesday. I'm not sure. Uh, so planning on a Wednesday is perfect because you get your box and you get to choose what's in the box. I'm not sure if Yad still has uh, the recipe book called What's in the Box. I do. It used to be for sale there um, as a way to raise money for them. And that is literally using ingredients that most of us would find in the box. Whether you are chalishing for challahs or wanting to braai or fine dine, this is Essen Fresen with Adrian Bugatti. It's all about the food. And it's time for our Kashrut updates from around the world as always. So a reminder to please check symbols and ensure that they are acceptable hexes for your community. Also, please check your Beftin Kashrut guide for the Yoshin products and establishments. So um as of the 15th of January, Pick and Pay Genesis is no longer Yoshin. Then updates 12th of January from the Star K you can go on to their guide and from MK 13th of January this is um, their statement is this is to advise the public that due to a food distributor error um, all Mimi Melon productions this week only are not your show. so this includes Mimi Melon products sold in other stores and establishments as of next week the 12th of January all new production will, once again, be certified Yoshin. Corrective measures have been taken. We thank Mimilon and food distributors for their cooperation. Now, I'm a little confused about the date, so I'm not sure if it's typing error. So please, if you are in Canada or buying MK products, just double check that. Then, looking at something new, as I said, when checking your cash um, symbols, it is important there is a fake kashrut symbol out called the leaf k and basically this was a circle with a k on and it has a leaf attached to it now i get my updates from a website called kashrut.com and they have been unable to locate a rabbi or any rabbinical um, supervision for this leaf k product so as far as we're all concerned it is not a kosher symbol. Then, funky Omar, bultong, and pecorino salt bear an erroneous Beth symbol. This product is not kosher. Now, it doesn't say what to do if you have used it, so I would suggest either calling the Beth or you're speaking to your rabbi to ask them if you have used it before. For those who are living in the US, sushi fusion and Pizza Palace. Both located in Forest Hills, so Sushi f- Fusion is one 43, five forty three sixty fourth Road, Pizza Palace Cafe is sixty three sixty one hundred and eighth Street are no longer under Vad of Queens, so not kosher anymore. Then the Jim Beam sauces, original barbecue maple maple bourbon and smoky barrel. Um, due to a processing change, Jim Beam sauces on long longer certified kosher. Products produced prior to the sixth of January, when bearing the Hofk K are still okay to use. Your um, sun-made vanilla yogurt-covered raisins, the five-ounce bags, ten by zero point five ounces, so obviously it's a multi-pack. Um, the box inside the boxes are mislabeled, the little small packages as OKP, which means for pazer. While on the outside it's correctly labeled OK dairy, and it is in fact a dairy product, so please be aware of that. Corrective actions are being taken. Then a Lethal Mountain Trail mix, so sold by Little, mistakenly bears a plain OK symbol instead of the OK D for dairy. Um traditional Czech's mix is labelled OU dairy, but it in fact is dairy equipment. The and then the Crunchmasters crackles crackers are labelled OU dairy, but their true status is also dairy equipment. Please note that this does not mean that they cannot become dairy if something changes, just that at the moment they are made with dairy equipment and therefore are good. And then a limited amount of food for life, Ezekiel four uh, four nine, cinnamon raisin cereal, has been found to be kosher compromised. Due to this concern, Hofke has temporarily removed the certification, even from packaging bearing the Hofke symbol, while a thorough investigation is being conducted. Once concerns are fully addressed, a second notification will be um, put out, and they will be resurfaced. Then WellGuard Collagen Apple Cider Vinegar Gummies, um, they have an unauthorized use of the OK symbol, and this is being obviously investigated, so please note that the company is not actually kosher at all from England or from London, the K.O.B.E.D. in stamp, the PMA products, as long as they are certified best before the end, and I'll give you the list of the dates, they will be Parav. That is, the airbrush colors are Parav. June 2025 is your end date. Your brush and fine pens, also June 2025. Concentrated color paste is September 2025. Natural liquid colors, January 2024. Powder colors are June 2025. And then the following PME products are no longer certified or approved. The PME Belden Chocolate Curls, PME Fondant Icing, the PME Glitter Flakes, PME Glycerine, PME Madagascar Bourbon Vanilla Paste, PME Mix and Paint, PME Natural Flavors, and the PME Sugar Pastes. I'm assuming these are for the bakers. The following rude health granolas are also, they were certified KLBD power, power but they are now um, dairy and bear the KLBD D logo. The granola chocolate crunch, granola crunchy almond, granola crunchy berry, granola low sugar almond and hazelnut, granola the ultimate. Old stock bearing the Parav logo is obviously store Parav. And that is our time for today. So please enjoy this beautiful heat. I know a lot of you are complaining, but I'm loving it. And until next time, I am Adrian Bugatti, your host.